whether you eat or drink. Whatever you do. 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 Or whatever you do. Do all to the glory of God. Welcome to Whatever You Do. I'm Danny. And I'm Abby. We're just best friends trying to figure out how to bring glory to God in whatever you do. It is Friday afternoon. A little We're different. Doing a, I'll, be a, I'll be a little more peppy during this episode than I normally am. She's not falling asleep right now. I'm probably going to be the one that feels like I'm about to fall asleep because yeah. I want to take a nap. She's sacrificing her nap so we can record not late tonight. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. Well, it's been an interesting week. Yeah. My in-laws have been in town. I just got home from taking them to the airport to fly back to Illinois. And we had a very low-key visit with them this last week, which was nice. But it was good to see them. and That was probably really, really nice with where you are in this pregnancy that it wasn't... Like... Yeah. They're always good about being like... We can go do a bunch of fun things or we cannot and we're fine with either option. Yeah. Like they don't aren't the type that just want to stay at home all the time and not go do anything, but they're not also the type that are like, entertain me, what do you have planned for every moment of fun things? So right. they're just a really good balance of that that I feel like You guys are such a good balance of that in laws. I forgot they listen to this. <laughs> yeah. Well, talking about you. <laughs> Steve actually asked me today. He was like, so do you guys really just not plan out what you're talking about? And I was like, no, we really don't. And he's like, really? Like you just, I'm like, we just sit down and we pray and we press record and we have no idea what we're talking about. And he's like, huh. I'm like, it's either that or you don't get a podcast. I'm surprised he was surprised by that. I (laughs) I couldn't tell because I feel like... It would more likely seem like he'd be like, you guys never have any idea what you're talking about, do you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, we don't. We don't even know right now. We're two minutes in and we're so far talking about your in-laws visit. <laughs> yep. But that was good. And and surprise, while they were here, you made plans. Yeah, very unexpected plans to leave in a week to fly to Illinois for Thanksgiving. This is Abby's favorite, favoriteest type of thing to do. Spontaneity is my middle name. Spontaneous <laughs> and travel with her children when she's pregnant. Yeah, no, there's no part of that that's true. But the ending goal part of it is is worth it to you for sure. Yeah. Like, being with all of the family. Yes, it's very nice to... We didn't think it wasn't even an option this year to be able to go. All of, like, the extended family is meeting together in Illinois from other states, and we didn't think it was even possible for us to go because Tim didn't have the time off. And then a couple weeks ago, Tim lost his job, so now he has the time off. He's got lots of time to do lots of fun things. So, now we're going to go. doesn't last forever, but... Yeah, that would be a problem, but... Now we get to go on a trip for there to Illinois for a week and trying to still wrap my head around that we're doing that. But normally Abby would be packed by now, you guys. Oh, yeah. So I would have lists made. I would have things purchased, snacks already packed in their backpacks. Yeah. But no. So 
This is a real big stretching moment for her. There's been a lot of those lately, but yes. So we're going. And we're not going anywhere for Thanksgiving except a half mile away to my mother and father-in-law's house. And my whole family's joining. Oh, your family's coming up to meet. And you guys are doing it at Chip's parents. Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm Mm-hmm. So that'll be fun. Are you doing a dinner for Thanksgiving? I'm or? guessing like yeah, like a Thanksgiving dinner, but probably like the noonish, like the okay, one or earlier. two, or I don't know. We haven't. Are you making your rolls? Time. I have not even thought about. We haven't even discussed the menu at all. Hmm. Except that Chip's mom said she can do the meat, but I also might bring some meat because I don't really like Thanksgiving meat. Yeah, but I really like roast, and I'm probably mostly eating meat on this Thanksgiving. Yeah, that, so you might prepare your own. I might bring roast. some meat I want to eat. Um, we'll see. And your mom's bringing the pies. Yes, and I. That am was maybe one of the things piece of pie. that I was like most disappointed about going to Illinois for Thanksgiving was Not I don't to get to come over pie. and have your mom's pie. My mom is a master pie creator. She is. She's been making pies for many, many years, and they are really, really good. I never even have my whole entire life have been able to understand the concept of people actually purchasing a store-bought pie and eating it and Mm -hmm. enjoying it. Mm -hmm. Like, it feels so... Like, it's the equivalent for me of those little, I don't know what they're called. Those, like, hand pies you buy at the gas station that are, like, in a wrapper. Uh It's, that's, like, the grocery store pies at the bakery are just as bad to me because of how amazing my mom's pies are. That I'm like, who buys these? Like, why would you ever pay this money and eat this? Costco. Do they have good pies? They make a decent store-bought pie. Well, that's good to like, know because I was just telling Kim that I'm like, we have to have some kind of pie. And if you're in an emergency situation and you need pie and no, that's no master we'll get it pie from. person around, they make good pie and they have like different kinds. Good to know. They just got a Costco in Illinois. Oh, that's so real right by them. exciting. We'll have to get our pie from there. Yeah. Great. Um... Yeah, so Thanksgiving, some people are real diehard of, like, their traditions have, like, Mm -hmm. very set traditions, and it's like, don't mess with these. These are the foods we eat. Mm -hmm. This is where we do it. This is who does what. And my family is not that way, which I'm really thankful that they're not, because it would just, with all of the... Except pie. Except my mom making the pie. <laughs> that is my mom kind is of expected a, to make the pie. It's a requirement all the time for anything where pie might be a part of the celebration. <laughs> Appropriate. <laughs> um, but other than that, it's. I mean, I think one year we ate like Subway sandwiches and had my mom's pie. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's. Both Chip's family and my family are very flexible people who 
go with the flow, which is really nice. Yes. The other thing you're going to miss by being gone is Deke's second birthday. I know. I realize that, too. I feel like there are a couple of sad things about us going, but... I mean, I don't feel like that's, like... I do! ...super sad, but it's more sad than some of my kids, I think, only because of the fact that you and Chip were the only people there when he was born, mm-hmm. and so it feels like you have this extra special... We'll have to have a night of watching his birth video and chatting over that before yeah. I leave. Yeah. Little deaky. He's maybe maybe doubled his birth weight by now. Just kidding. <laughs> He's more than that. So his birthday's on Sunday, Sunday right? Yep. Okay. Yep. So he's kind of at that age where I'm like... He's getting more aware and knows more about birthdays and I need to do something, but... Right, but it doesn't need to be the extent of what she would do for, like, your 10-year-old. Right. Yeah. I think we're going to just... Chip's parents and sister are coming over after church and eating dinner with us with the Johnsons Mm -hmm. and just probably make some cupcakes. This is where I've really, like, really changed over the years. My ambitions are much lower. You have, but I feel like my ambitions for a two-year-old feels like, I don't really care. I know, but what I'm saying is... Riken's two-year-old cake. <laughs> I made him a Cars cake. Oh, with wow, yeah, that... like Mater and. Lightning I remember McQueen. seeing pictures of that cake. That was when he turned two. Wow, that he got that cake and. Like they don't I, like, even made homemade fondant and covered them with fondant and. But made, your ambitions like, multiple change. Tears and yeah, yeah. I mean, but yeah, I mean that's when you I got had other stuff to do. I had. I guess I did. I have. I had the twins. Oh yeah. Oh, what was what wrong were you with doing? <laughs> Why were you doing that? My sister helped me, and she didn't have kids yet. So okay, I was at my mom's. We went down to Tucson. So I feel like the kids had like grandparents, grandparents, and, yeah. and like special toys to play with that they didn't normally play with, and extra but still, people to hold that the feels babies. Like a lot of. I know the the twins would have been six months old. Yeah. Wow, that was and, dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, I've so what do we think about kids' birthdays? What do we Let's think talk about, about that. kids' birthdays? I think there's just how do you guys celebrate birthdays in your family, and what level? There's like the people who don't even barely remember it's a birthday, and like, oh, just wish you happy birthday mm-hmm. in passing. Mm-hmm. And then there's the people who like make every waking, breathing second on that day, and for the days around that day about that person's birthday. Right. So where do you guys as the Browns fall into that? I'd say we're middle, middle of the rotors. I'd say we, it's hard not to have excitement and celebration when you have as many people in a family as we do who love each other. Mm -hmm. Because my kids genuinely are excited for one another when it's their birthdays. Yeah. And even if it means finding some of their old toys that they don't play with anymore yeah. and wrapping them up. Yeah. Or convincing one of us to take them to the dollar store to spend a dollar on their sibling. It's still, they very much are thinking about it ahead of time and concerned for all their siblings to have 
a present from each of them and cards and so even if you and do, Chip didn't put a lot of even energy if we and did effort. nothing, <laughs> my kids, even if we didn't have like decorating supplies on hand, they would figure out a way to do some. I mean. Mm-hmm something to decorate they'd take all the i mean your kids are even trash out of the trash bins and like string it up it's also like gone beyond just your family like they've i feel like our three families birthdays are definitely didn't they like all make you cards for your last birthday my last birthday i got put them all over your they hid them all around my house and i'd like open up my cupboard to get a glass for water and there'd be like a card fall out from one of your one of the kids all of the kids did it together my kids and your kids and yeah, so right. they definitely... So our kids love birthdays. And there's built-in party guests. <laughs> right, and so I I think... But along with that, we've never, you know, fostered this idea of that it needs to be these really big, expensive, grandioso things. It's right. like get some paper and make a card and right. make it really exciting and happy and special and fun and... So we do typically for all of our kids' birthdays, our the birthday child gets to pick either to go out for breakfast with me or with Chip, or we can go as a family and get donuts. They they always have all of those options, um, and it just kind of depends on the kid, the and, kid, and yeah. what they've done in the past and stuff. It's not a set thing that they always have those options that's just sort of I would say there's been situations where it's like we've just made the decision like we are going out as a family for donuts because it fits into our schedule for whatever reason we need to go to this place afterwards and we're all going to be together you know and they know that they need to be fine if that's the case that they can't you know but I'd say generally speaking um, getting the free Dutch Bros drink is kind of, again, there have been years that different kids have not gotten yes. it, but I'd say 90% of the time or more, yeah. that's something we aim to try to do. We try to do these things where we have traditions and things that are normal to mm-hmm. try to do, but where we also try to teach our kids sometimes it just doesn't work out to mm-hmm. do that. And yeah. and we'll try to do other special things. We never are just like, well, we're never doing anything for your birthday this year. You just right. get nothing because we don't, you know. But I but, also think going out to get a Dutch Bros drink is that much more special because it's the only time of year... Like, it's the one time of year that they'll go and get a Dutch... Like, right. that's never, why a lot of these ever, things ever, are... We, we never go there, ever. I feel right. a little guilty every time. I don't even buy a drink when I go. Yeah. We, my kids always ask for the biggest size, and... We split it up among the kids. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then... So some would call us cheap. <laughs> or just trying to responsibly feed many, many people yeah. in our families. Whichever way you want to look at it. <laughs> I guess we were cheap always before we even had a bunch of kids. It's just something in Chip and I's blood to yeah. be frugal. Yeah. Um, but then lunches and dinners are kind of... Sometimes we go out somewhere. Sometimes we stay home. And usually I'll ask them, like, what's something you would like for dinner? And then we... 
almost always, whether it's on their birthday or sometime around their birthday, I feel like our three families are doing dinners often enough together anyway. Right. That we make cupcakes or something and or Rice Krispie treats or some sort of... Except this year we skipped Kate and Archer. There was sicknesses. It's and true. We were also... Were we gone or something for part? You guys were gone for Cade's birthday. You got home the day of Cade's birthday. Right. And then we were going to do something the that... next week. And then or kids like, were sick. Yeah. And then we just were like, wow, it's too bad, it's been too, too bad, long. guys. We're canceling. Cupcakes. So we did things in our own families for right, each right. of them, but we didn't ever do a group celebration. Celebration. So, yeah. And then for our family, I think, fingers crossed that we're getting our, our chance to modify the ages. Oh, are you? Okay. Because Archer is such a compliant and easygoing child. Mm-hmm. So when we first had kids, we started out with this idea of birthday parties would be at ages 5, 10, 16, and 18. And 13? And 13. I thought you also had 13. Probably. 5, 10, 13... Maybe 13, 16, maybe not 18. I don't remember. But kind of like the milestone birthdays. Yeah. You get what? A friend party outside of, like, Brown Town. Right. Okay. (laughs) Every year we have a party. It's just... Right. Where we can... And where you get to, like, go somewhere. You might get party bags. Like, more of the classic, like, birthday party. Right. Or if you choose to forego that, you would get... Something more fun than normal as far as, like, picking a couple of friends to do something that would be a little bit more expensive, not just, like, go do our pogo passes. Although we have (laughs) done things like Kenzie's 10th birthday, I think we did... We did Skateland, yeah. which was the Pogo Pass, but we invited other families beyond that, and we paid for people who didn't have Pogo Pass. Like, we still mm-hmm. kind of incorporated it to try to be yeah. able to make it a bigger party, and but it's not like you're limited to only making this choice. Um, yeah. But we quickly realized that age five was a mistake. Yes. Because... And I learned from your mistake. Right, and so you got the chance to switch it up before Mm -hmm. it became a problem the problem with doing a five-year-old birthday party is that you it is a milestone year Mm -hmm. and they do grow much bigger when they're five yes but the problem is that they don't have a lot of friends and connections or things they really care about yet when they're five. Yes. But when they're six, they do. Because when they yes. turn five, that's when they mature and start to have more of an interest in For these sure. things. Mm-hmm. So what would happen is we would try to plan their five-year-old party, and they kind of were like, who do you want to invite? I don't know. They would just have, like, their one friend, like... Yeah. Or, like, I just want to see my cousins in Tucson. And you're like... Well, we do that anyway, so... Right, right. Like, what... Why are we doing a party for you? Yeah, and so... But then they'd come around to their next birthday, their six-year-old party, and they've had it, like, inserted into their mind that they maybe get to choose birthday party things, Mm -hmm. and they're like, I know what I want to do for my birthday party now. And you're like, well, sorry, you already had that. Yeah, and it just was kind of a bummer over and over. Yep. So, Titus 
Titus actually, I think, it was a little better than some of my other kids. We did the Peter Piper pizza with... Oh, yes. I'm like, what did we do for Titus? Okay, yeah. yeah. I remember. And um, I feel like we did have some other little friends that he were, like, right at his age. And yeah. it worked out that they could come and it, it went well. Um, but now Archer just turned four and he'll be five next year and one of my kids is like archer next year's your birthday party year and i was like no 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 no! don't say that i don't think i don't think we're gonna do it yet until he's six and because now my kids are spaced out enough after archer yeah that deke won't have any recollection of any of it he won't Mm -hmm. have that if the other kids change the expectation with me then and archer's probably the most easygoing <laughs> child in the entire yes. universe about most things. So Yeah, he's not gonna care. Yeah. And so yeah. So now it's gonna it be to six. six. Great. And ten and yep. thirteen and thirteen. That means Kenzie gets a party. In April? Mm-hmm. Right? Wow. I know this is a kind of an the twins get a party in February. Oh, and then Kenzie stinks. gets a party in April, and then Archer would have gotten one in September. So thankfully, you're switching that. Whew. Yeah, dodge that third party of the year. Yeah, yeah, we are pretty similar with our. We adopted your party years when it was just hard when you have so many kids and birthdays are happening right. all the time, because you don't want to never let them have like a birthday party. I mean, some people don't do birthday parties and that's fine, but I yeah. always thought birthday parties were fun and yeah. But there it also felt like it needed to be some sort of actually controlled system on yes. how you were going to choose who got what when. So it's right. not like, well, this yeah. person got parties every year and this like, person got one and I mean, I when I we did like the huge party for Grayson's first birthday and every year it just felt like, wow, this is a lot of like time and effort and money putting into these parties. We did one for her fifth birthday and got like a bounce house and it was rainbow themed and it just felt like if I'm really going to like have a lot of children, like I can't keep this up. Like I can't keep doing this. Even just the expense of it. Yes. Yeah. This many times in a year right. would be... So, we quickly adopted yours, and Cade got his very first party. Actually, he had a party when he was, I think, four, three, maybe. Yeah, he was three, and Sayla was one. We okay. did, like, a joined superhero party. Okay. But that was his only party, and then we told him when he turned six, so he just had his last year. Yeah. So... Yep. Yeah. And I think it's a great... We do similar, you know, go out to breakfast, go to get Dutch bros. The kids usually decorate the house in some fashion. They usually open up their presents from us. We usually get them one or two presents, and then um, Tim's parents usually ship some presents down. So he opens up those in the morning, and then we usually let them pick kind of what they want for dinner, and... So you, typically we do dinners yeah. together so, when we have dessert. So we we do make the day a, about, about that them, child, yes. but not exclusively about that child, and not to this level of like everyone needs to 
wait on you hand and foot and do everything possible to treat you like a king or a queen. Like, that's never our... We don't go to that extent, but... I have so far still been doing letting them pick their cake, what like, what they want on their cake and Mm -hmm. making a cake. I don't know how much longer that'll last after the last birthday where I almost broke my hand off putting fur on a bunny cake. (laughs) (laughs) But... I've let that, I mean, pick kind of the design they want. And I have done that for several of my kids for several of their birthdays. Thankfully, a lot of my kids, my older kids, have switched over to liking ice cream pies, Mm -hmm. which you basically buy like a pre-made Oreo or graham cracker pie crust, Mm -hmm. and then you melt some ice cream in there and slap some hot fudge on and some Cool Whip and freeze it. and Yeah. It's a hit, and it is not difficult to decorate. The biggest problem with that is if I just procrastinate and I'm, like, trying to... Melt ice cream and freeze it again real quick. <laughs> and then take it to, like, Peter Piper Pizza. Do you remember how soupy those oh, were? Oh, yeah. They were, like, yeah. spilling everywhere. But that was my own fault. That wasn't because it was difficult. That was just yeah. because of my lack of planning skills. I could see my kids switching up to that because this last year, Kay didn't have a party, but he asked for a ice cream cake. And so my kids definitely prefer ice cream over cake, so. Yeah. Makes it easy for me because I don't eat dairy. So, I mean, easy for me to not eat cake a million times yeah. a year. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah, that's how we handle birthdays. And. There's a lot of them around here. Danny keeps happy birthday signs up at her house all the time. <laughs> there are multiple happy birthday signs up currently. Everybody walks in and says, whose birthday was it? I'm like, uh, who was the last hmm, birthday? That was probably from September when it was Archer's birthday. But we don't but ever take them up or down. They just yeah. stay up. If they've fallen down or gotten too crazy or at Christmas when we decorate, we actually even leave them up sometimes then yeah. for Jesus's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> just depends. We might move them around a little bit. But yeah, we'll have to have another like... Christmas edition of these conversations at some point. Yeah. Um, how how are you feeling? You are almost 30 weeks. You're 29 and a half. Is that correct? Yep. I think. You know better than I do. I think I just turned 32 yesterday. That means you'll be 30 on Sunday. Yeah, let me look at my app to verify that. Which vegetable are you carrying uh, this yeah. week? I'll be 30 on Sunday. I Well, I have it currently on animals. Oh. I'm currently a cottontail rabbit. Oh, I bet Sayla would love for you to give birth immediately <laughs> if that's what's coming out. Pineapple is the fruit, though. Okay. So, yeah. Um... I've not been feeling great this last week. Had a kind of rough week. I've been wanting to flush this out with you more, but I don't know if I you know. I'm like, how are we gonna podcast cast this whole conversation? Well, yeah, I definitely have been feeling a lot more, just really like tired and run down. Where I've felt like I'm on the brink of getting sick, like kind of have like swollen lymph nodes, kind of feel like I've been sne- I've been sneezing a lot and having a lot of that stuff for weeks that have been allergy related, but mm-hmm. it's felt like it's turning into like getting sick, but it, it actually isn't like right. progressing anymore. But my body just feels really run down and tired for really since last week. Um, so for about a week and my, I feel like I'm not really a, 
very swollen at all, but I don't typically get that swollen, but I've been a little more swollen than I have been, and my blood pressure has gone up some, but this is one of those things that feels like to a typical person in a typical situation would be like, oh, that's a great blood pressure. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But this is kind of part of, like, why you have to look at the person as a whole and you can't just look at numbers. Right, and look at the person individually, not the just statistics in the book. Yeah. Typically, my blood pressure is, like, 90 over 50. That's just what's normal for me. That's kind of always how it's been. Um is that when you're not pregnant too? Yeah. Okay. Either way. So that's my normal. Um, but since for about a week, it's been, every time I've checked it, it's been around 120 over 70 is like what it is every time, roughly, give or take right. some in there. It's gone up to like 133, but it's also, you know, yeah. So that's been like the average of what I've been taking this last week, which is significantly higher than my normal. It's still what an OB would say, oh, that's a good blood pressure. What normal people would say is good blood pressure, but it definitely is higher for me. Um, And I've just been feeling really off and not great. So I don't know what... So you said you've been tracking your food, too. That's the part that I'm curious about. Yes. I mean, I have the last couple of days. I didn't all week track my food, but... And I've been getting... The last couple of days that I've tracked all of my food, calorie-wise, I've been getting about... Yesterday was 2,600 calories. The day before was 2,400 calories. Okay. My protein has been about 150. Okay. So yesterday was 130. The day before was 150. Um, so I feel like I'm right getting In those types of things. A lot of protein and my carbs haven't been. I mean, they're not like you. Well, but I don't eat low carb, so but they haven't been like astronomical. No, like yesterday was 148, which isn't right. I mean, I feel like it's a normal. Level. No, that's actually low. Oh, well, okay. Like, it's it's definitely on the low end. 150 is like... Yeah. So, I don't feel like... I don't know. Oh, and then I had little bits of glucose in my urine and protein in my urine and leukocytes every day. Yeah. That... That can mean nothing, or that can mean something. Like, it's just right, hard. Right, with not feeling good and the blood pressure stuff right. and the... But it feels like Do I you don't... think that the last couple of days when you tracked your food... I was definitely eating more... Conscientiously? Yes. Because I but know I that don't think it's been that different. Up. I feel like I was expecting for me to be, like, conscientious, conscientious about it, tracking it, and to get, like, 2,000. So I think... I probably am getting, if I wasn't being conscientious and it was a normal day, the rest of the days of the week that I didn't track. And Even I was just, like a week or two ago? Because I feel like a couple yes. of weeks ago you were saying that you were there really was definitely days. with like not even eating like snacks and meals. Yes, there was definitely days. I ate all of the meals, but there was definitely days that I probably was more like 1,800 or somewhere around there. 
I think if I it was just a typical normal day, I probably would still be close to 2,000-ish, hmm. maybe 1,800. Yeah, that does make it a lot harder to so know what to do. I, I'll probably still keep tracking most of the days just to make sure. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to have a day where I'm like, do more of like, where I'm trying not to be like extra good about... Getting the calories. It's so hard. Like, it's so hard. But when you're tracking it, it feels like, oh, I better have an extra shake and right. make sure I get those calories in because you're thinking about it because you're tracking it. But right. But because I felt like I didn't do a lot the last couple of days to be extra. I mean, I was in some aspects, but it wasn't. I wasn't being like every hour I have my snack plan. Like I wasn't being that level right. at all. So, and it was still. A good amount of calories. And so probably one of the only areas that I know you feel like also you're trying to figure out correlation and, and needing to kind of be careful and try to figure out how to not have this backfire is you could probably be doing more of like walking or some, yes. some sort of like... Yes, and I have been at least once a day going on walks. Oh, that's good. At least. Sometimes we've been doing... Two. Two. Um... So I've been doing that also for the last probably two weeks. Um, and my heart rate has started to go up, too. This, and the, the other thing, though, for you you and your pregnancies is that you've always said, like, this is around the time that... that I just don't feel good, yeah. You just... Your body starts making some uh, of these shifts. Yeah. A couple weeks from now, typically, but yes. Okay. As far as, like, heart rate and... Yes. I thought with... For sure, like Sela. Yes, this was it was it around was for sure weeks. by yes. now. Yes, because I remember thirty weeks you were already like yeah, way way worse than this. Yes, um, that's. I mean, you were going to specialists and things with your heart stuff, right? For at yeah. this point. So, if you think about that, then it feels like well, you're not feeling that bad yet. I know, <laughs> but I'm but not it also it. I want to. If there's things I need to be doing differently, yes. I want to, like, acknowledge that. But it's hard for me to know what that should be if I'm... Which is exactly where I've been living yeah. my whole pregnancy. Yes. So, yes. I we were at this, like, a thrift store the other day, and we're looking at clothes, and I'm like, I'm going to pass out. Like, I feel like my heart was pounding so fast, and I just felt like I was, like... We got it. We're we're done. Like we have to get out of here. And I'm, it like brought me back to Sailor's pregnancy, feeling like, oh, oh my, I remember this feeling and I hate it so much. Yeah. That. Yeah. I would love to not feel that way. Yeah. The rest of this pregnancy, but. Went and let's see. You got adjusted yesterday. Mm-hmm. So that all like that usually helps some. It did at least in the beginning of this pregnancy with the heart racing stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it makes it's gonna make you all the other things feel better, but yeah, the heart rate stuff you had noticed some of what of a correlation with that. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see if you keep noticing. Yeah. That well. So yeah, it's that fun guessing game of where you do feel like you're doing everything quote-unquote right and you still are like yeah. why do I feel like this then? in in the last two days also that I was tracking my calories and was trying to be more 
conscientious of them and eating and having like a protein shake when I would normally not have a, another like mm-hmm. snack then things like that I felt so full and nauseous and heartburn so bad that it felt like is this actually helping or is it actually just making me feel disgusting disgusting that right. it's like and I think that part of it is like like you said it probably would have been so- somewhat more beneficial if you would have not changed anything and tracked mm-hmm. things for a couple of days with where you were right to know like because I feel like you've also eaten out a few times over the last couple of days where like your calories are gonna potentially I don't think then you well last night we went to Cheesecake Factory but I got a steak and like I don't feel like it was like a drastically that wasn't like a huge part of right my day's calories and so but yes I don't know I'm impressed I have not I don't think I ever hit anywhere near those calories even but again I feel like a huge factor of that is dairy true if you can't have dairy, it's so hard to hit the calorie. Like, yes. if I took all dairy out of that equation, I don't think I would hit those at all. But and it's just pro- an easy... The protein gets that high. Yes, that the, it's easy to get that when you are eating dairy. And I eat three eggs every single morning with cheese. Like, I, I just feel like... Right. I do the eggs, but three eggs... With cheese is different than three, three eggs without eggs cheese. Without cheese, and yes. <laughs> So, yeah, I think... That is a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Also, when you make sausage, you make like does your whole family? No, my family doesn't like sausage. So, so you're having. I make a sausage through. patty for myself all the time because right. I make one, like bit. just cut one yeah. off for yourself. Yeah, yeah. And I get one like once a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, and my food lately. This week has been really different and interesting because I have been trying, again, more carefully. I struggle with how much to even go into this because I don't feel like I have anything common of, like, gestational diabetes. Mm -hmm. But my fasting glucose numbers have been borderline my entire pregnancy yeah and the only reason i even decided to check those was because i'm just curious about why do i grow bigger babies and Mm -hmm. have some pregnancies where i have a lot of amniotic fluid which are both symptoms of blood sugar stuff for some people but they can also not be correlated at all right um just a minute i have to tell my sister-in-law. She's texting us. I'm texting. Sorry, guys. <laughs> my sister-in-law has my t- has Titus and Archer, and she's dropping oh. them back off. And so she just said that they're almost here, and she's going to get here, and all of my other kids are over at Abby's, and I won't be up there, and she'll be like, uh, hello, what do I do? I didn't even realize when all your kids came over to my house that they weren't with them. <laughs> <laughs> Never. So, um, just a minute. Okay. They can get. We would pause this, except we've done that before and then lost the whole end of the episode. So, hopefully, all the kids are 
Surviving hanging Instead, out. Instead, you just house. have to take this annoying pause while I. Um. So. I. I spent the beginning of my pregnancy being really careful about carbs, and then, like, really, really careful. I'm. I feel like I need to make it clear that it's like even when I wasn't being careful about carbs, I wasn't like. I I have eaten sugar during this pregnancy at different points in time, but I've never been like binge eating desserts every day or so. Like mm-hmm. I've been pretty conscientious about even when I was having sugar, I wasn't having it super often and I wasn't having it in super big amounts. And, right. Um but it wasn't really seeming like it was making that big of a difference. And all of my numbers after eating are never anywhere near borderline. They're always on the lower side and right. fine. Like nothing concerning at all. And my fasting numbers haven't even, depending on whose guidelines you go by and from like what year, if you go by the who guidelines of I'm not sure what they are now but in a book that I have from the 90s that had a table they wanted it to always be under 105 and I feel like mm-hmm. I've pretty much never always been under that for yeah, your I've maybe had it be over like once or twice and in that those times I didn't retest it which I do feel like my monitor can be very up and down yeah. as far as I can get one, a reading that's like 107 and check it again and it's like 93 and yeah. it's like, well, which one of those was yeah. accurate? And um, so anyway, it it's typically been in the low 90s, anywhere from 90 to like 94, 95. Um, and it's supposed to be by the strictest standards under 90. So, but there's multiple different standards. It's maybe right. under 90, maybe under 95, maybe under 100, right. depending on who you're right. and so referencing. The very most strict ones is supposed to be under 90 as far as to determine gestational diabetes. Mm-hmm. So, and almost everything that I find to read it kind of assumes that if you've had bad fasting numbers you've you're also having bad all the time numbers right and especially as far as how they tell you to treat that and how and when to eat what and like how to do all of that yeah so i also was nursing deke still at the beginning of my pregnancy which i felt like the interruption of sleep and the nursing itself like what that physiologically does to your body all the different things I, it was really hard to determine, like, are these things playing a factor into this? And so, and wanting to be really careful. I was, like, exercising and nursing a baby. And I was like, I don't want to eat too few of carbs if right. I'm, my body needs them. And so I'd kind of just given up on tracking them super carefully. Um but I still wasn't getting crazy amounts. It was still probably like you in the 150 range or something. But around 26 weeks, I had gotten then after I weaned Deke, 
and was still eating normally. I was getting blood sugars, fasting blood sugars in the 80s a lot. Um, I had started taking a couple of different supplements that can help with glucose, fasting glucose mm-hmm. numbers. So I wasn't sure, was this weaning that did this? Was this taking these different things? Right. What's doing this? But then around 26 weeks, I started measuring ahead. I started being able to tell I was getting more fluid. I just started feeling like, oh, no, I don't want to do this again. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's when I cut sugar out pretty much completely again and kind of started to watch my carbs more. But the problem was I didn't have a plan in place. And so I was, like, cutting out all of these things, but I wasn't adding in anything in their place. So Mm -hmm. I was just, like, not eating very much at all. And it was really not good. I mean, there were days I was getting, like, 1,200 calories. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, no. Like, that's not what I want my goal to be. But when I'm just making dinner for my family and then I take out all the carbs and I'm left with, like, well, mm, now I just... Eat this chicken breast. Right, but I didn't, I wasn't, like, even being careful to think, like, I need to make an extra chicken breast then so that I have a generous portion. Mm -hmm. I was just eating, like, a more normal, like, you know, two to three ounces of chicken and, like, a half a cup of green beans and then not having the bread and not having the mashed potatoes and not having, Mm -hmm. like apples and peanut butter afterwards and it was like okay well now I'm down to not eating very many calories and I need to figure this out and do something about it this episode is making me hungry (laughs) not me um and so then I'll throw her under the bus but Melissa had another 11 pound baby (laughs) and that definitely made you cringe made, a little bit. Made me uh, think if there's anything possible that I <laughs> should be trying to do to avoid this. It's not like it's the worst thing in the world. Like, it was fine. But I also just remember that last month of having that big of a baby inside of my body. That's probably, honestly, the worst part. But also... My body just felt way more, like, out of whack after Mm -hmm. delivering an 11-pound baby. Not just even from the delivery, but because, like, having that big of something Mm -hmm. in you and then out of you, Mm -hmm. I felt like my whole organs and everything were like, whoa. Yeah. Where do we go? That was extremely shocking. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, I don't expect to not have a big baby, even if I do all of these things but it will make me feel better to be able to say I I did everything that I knew how to do mm-hmm. and I was still supposed to have a big baby instead of wondering like well was it because I was unwilling to like not eat bread with dinner every night like would that have helped was mm-hmm. my were my blood sugars higher than I realized especially because they can change a lot in your third trimester mm-hmm. so I kind of had a freak out moment the day after Melissa had her baby and was like I need to get back I, I need to be eating better than I am as far as I need to be eating more mm-hmm. and I need to be caring still 
so what is this going to look like? And I made a whole meal plan for, it's like a weekly meal plan that I was like, I'm just going to repeat this every week till I have the baby. And it felt depressing, but it felt manageable. And then I had, so I did that for a week. And then I had a super sweet friend who has a book that is called Real Pregnant, Real Food for Gestational Diabetes. She has two different books. She has Real Food for Pregnancy and then Real Food for Gestational Diabetes. She owns these books. She doesn't have them as in she authored them. She, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> she owns these books and she took a whole bunch of time and put together there's like five days worth of sample meals and snacks and she made me all of them in like individual bags labeled bags of day five breakfast brought them over so this week i have been enjoying food made by someone else for breakfast lunches and dinners and and snacks. snacks and the desserts are kind of one of those things I haven't figured out because I never think to eat them until, like, an after-dinner dessert. Mm -hmm. But then because I'm, like, nervous about fasting numbers, I'm like, well, I'm not going to... It's not anything crazy. It's like like dark chocolate, and you, like, can have one ounce of dark chocolate Mm -hmm. or something. But I'm like, I should have eaten that, like... After lunch yeah. or something, and I haven't. So I one of the desserts was raspberries with coconut cream, and I had that one night, like right, like with my dinner essentially. And then, um, because I figured that doesn't really have mm-hmm. many carbs in it. Um, so yes, it's been a an interesting. It it has been good but I am ready I think it was like a really good thing to help make me really thankful even for the plan that I had made for the week um like for my weekly one Mm -hmm. and doing that only because it does get for me I think one of the things I like about mealtime is the the social like social mm-hmm. aspect and the unity of it mm-hmm. and feeling like you're eating something different than everybody else all the time makes it feel less enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And so the meals I had made, I had created around like a weekly meal plan for my family that it was like some simple Just substitutions. Modifying it. Yeah. And so I I have been really grateful for the food this week and it's been like, especially good to have, be able to try some things that I wouldn't have wanted to take the time or money yeah. or, like, effort to try to figure out, especially not even knowing if I was going to like them or not. Right. Um, the meatloaf recipe from that book is really good. Is it? Yeah, I really liked that. It's super different than... I feel like meatloaf is, like, one of those things, like, chili, where... Every time you make well, every recipes, it's Right, everybody's so yeah. recipes are really different. But this one was really good. Um, and yeah, there were some other really good things, but it helped me to have a variety yeah. outside of like what I'm going to keep eating probably for who knows how many more weeks. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I, 
I don't know. I'm eating really... I'm not eating, like, keto diet low carb, but I'd say I'm eating around 75 to... 75 to 100 carbs a day, but probably closer to 75 most days. Yeah. And not getting headaches from that? No, but when I went down to 55 one day, the next day I had a really bad headache. Yeah. So I think if I stay in the 75 gram range... And then I would also say the thing about those carbs is that almost none of them come from like one of your more empty nutritional places. Like, I'm not having, like, French bread as, like... You know, I'm not eating, like, so strictly on all my carbs that then I'm, like, eating, like, a cookie as, like... Mm -hmm. This one cookie has 50 carbs, and that's where, you know, most of my 75 carbs are coming from. I feel like most of them are coming from different... Like, vegetables, Mm -hmm. and I might have, like, a big splurge thing would be, like, an apple, because that does have, like, 25 grams of carbs in Mm -hmm. one apple, or a piece of, one piece of toast with breakfast or something would be, like, but I'm not doing even those things daily. Yeah. Um, And it's been going pretty well. Um, Yeah. I don't, it'll be really interesting I'm curious how this will be going forward into just regular life after having my babies, too. I've been thinking a lot about that and just, you know, everybody's bodies are so different and they're just like, how will I feel the best Like yeah. as you get older and don't have the metabolism that you have when you're 19 and... Mm-hmm stuff it's it'll be interesting to see what level of these types of things I don't I don't agree with like being keto all the time Mm -hmm. I know some people do and think that's great and I feel like there's a lot of enjoyment in life that I'm I don't know you know different people have different reasons that they're gonna do it or not but yeah and like you said different body types work better with better with different diets and yeah um but it definitely feels like a journey outside of pregnancy too, but I feel like it's so much it's so much of a bigger thing even when you are pregnant because you're not only taking care of your own body, but you're taking care of it's like it's like your first way of taking care of your baby mm-hmm. and it's like they're at the mercy of what of the decisions you're making and so mm-hmm. um you know, just really wanting to try to figure out and do what I think is best for my babies. And it's not always perfect. And it's sometimes practicality has to win out over like ideal, idealistic things or Mm -hmm. perfection or, you know, but it's still trying to really take that into consideration. I think especially it's, it's really hard. We struggle a lot, both of us with, um, in all these different things we talk about with birth, when you're pushing against uh, cultural norms and things that are so far on one side, yeah, it can feel uh, like you're tempted to push so far the other direction. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that sometimes it's hard to know where where are we supposed to be really aiming for like you know yeah sometimes you are supposed to be going all the way the other direction and sometimes you swing really far the other direction and then you kind of balance back Mm -hmm. out somewhere in the middle of like okay but I do think we have been taught um the predominant culture surrounding pregnancy and food is like oh this is kind of a short time in your life and you should get whatever you want whatever Mm -hmm. makes you feel good whatever tastes good like let it all be about your cravings and oh you're eating for two and it's the time you can gain weight and it doesn't matter and Mm -hmm. I mean these are definitely ideas I had going into pregnancy my first pregnancy like I want to be healthy and I want to like exercise and I want to not be too crazy. You don't want to gain too much weight. But at the same time, it's sort of like, you know, it's like, oh, come on, but you're pregnant. Like, Mm -hmm. so you get two cookies. Like, yeah, just I think that's a normal mentality. You're like, I feel so nauseous. And the only thing that sounds good is a milkshake right now. And that's all I feel like I'm going to be able to eat. And it's like to some degree there's still a small amount of especially in that first trimester when we Mm -hmm. you know we talked about that but like really evaluating and not just going straight there Mm -hmm. and and not just using it as justification but really trying to have a game plan and trying to really factor in like well what is going to be the most helpful for my mm-hmm. baby and for my body not right. just what do i feel like having. right and so i don't know i've had the we both had the chance to do this over and over and over and learn a little bit more about it each time every and, time and, yep And I think when you do know it's not just going to be like once or twice, Lord willing, when you are kind of in the mindset of being open to it being however often and you want your Mm -hmm. body to be prepared and ready and able to handle that, it definitely also changes your perspective of it's not, you know, I've said that multiple times with what I'm doing right now. This isn't just about getting through this pregnancy right. and this is about like looking at I'm 34 and I might not have any more kids like I don't know but I could also potentially have like four more kids or five more kids mm-hmm. or and so you want to be starting from like you don't want to just keep abusing your body more right, and more right. and more and becoming more deficient in things mm-hmm. and so yeah we don't have it, any of it figured out guys surprise how about that for an hour long podcast to tell you we don't know we don't know but we're trying yep seeing what happens I will say that I have felt much better good doing what I've been doing as far as like my that helps my to give you motivation. My height is measuring normal, even though I can I can still tell my baby is on the bigger side. Like, I will not be surprised. I will be shocked if he comes out not big. Like, that will be my big surprise. Yeah. And maybe it could happen, but I'm definitely not like, oh, yeah, he feels so much smaller this time. Yeah. But my fluid levels 
feel so much more normal Mm -hmm. and it makes a really big difference for me and how I feel and how I'm able to keep at life and functioning so that's encouraging but today I don't know having a lot of Braxton Hicks today get that magnesium up I know my magnesium we're almost out and so I've been not taking as much as I normally would so more comes tonight by tonight by 8 p.m it's probably actually delivered and in my driveway right now probably yeah we'll see if that helps I hope it does because they're not very fun all you mamas with Braxton Hicks and leg cramps and yep other things have you supplemented with any magnesium lately I've been having tons of Braxton Hicks and have not even been taking magnesium, so. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, even with taking magnesium. No, but no I'm saying, like, I know these things and I, I haven't mean, even been doing it. But I've been like, oh, those are racks and hex, so, well. I mean, if they're not if they're not annoying you and bothering they, you. I feel like they're not, like. And you're the one that, like, when you had those things tested by that functional medicine doctor, he's like, you need to take six I tablespoons know. I know, of I magnesium I'm just a day. never good at taking supplements. <laughs> I know. Unless I, like, make a big commitment and, like, just write sticky I notes wonder, all over. Actually, I'd be curious to research, like, magnesium with some of your other things that you've been feeling because it actually is like a huge i mean i'm not i have magnesium i'm not opposed to taking it i know i'm just just, curious if it would like be yeah when you mentioned it when you were talking about having braxton hicks earlier today i was like oh yeah i should probably be taking that but i feel like it could potentially help with some of your other symptoms you're having yeah that would be interesting That'd be fun this is exciting to me see these are the things of why i can handle all this because i'm like oh could we try that? Let's start trying. But the annoying part about that is then, like... You have no idea if that's Then I start actually. feeling better, and then it's like, was it the magnesium? Was it the calorie change? Was it the... Was it actually really being more... Was I just getting sick, and now I'm not sick? Yeah. <laughs> Who I knows? Know. I know. It's never... But, yeah. You never know. But, hope you enjoyed this birthday episode slash our eating updates <laughs> like what have we talked about in this episode now we get to do the challenge of naming our podcast episodes which That's is the worst part my least favorite part of having a podcast yep it so, always we sit here like ah. what do you want to say so we know that it's all all the episode titles are terrible we don't. i wanted to go with just episode 37 <laughs> it's true but i was like well we need to kind of put some amount of description just in case yes i agree even it's if helpful. we want to refer back to it for ourselves or someone else we would be super annoyed if we just had to listen to ourselves (laughs) and like every episode yes Mm -hmm. we wouldn't do it no but this way we at least have the shot of being able to say like oh maybe it's in this one yeah so anyway stay tuned to what we title this one bye